Thanks everybody for tuning back into an episode of Safe and Effective with Jeff Bentley. Today's the title of today's episode is going to be Tips on Pity Towards Marxist Sympathizers. I'm really trying to reach out with that olive branch. Um, you could say forgive them for they know not what they do. Um, in jest here, you could also say, My, this is how you would try to put yourself in your goofy buddy Chet's shoes. Uh, unless Chet is wearing his stripper heels again, then all bets are off. Anyways, let's get down to it. Um, I tried to come up with some compassion-ready observations for you to consider when you, you, you try to understand what your Marxist sympathizer friends, I, I mean, you, you got to know people like this that you really saw eye to eye with on many issues until the Trump derangement syndrome and the hate festival. Um, so let's see what we can do about trying to see what they've been through. Their struggles are real, you know what I mean? Well, let's start with the obvious. They were lied to about Hillary having a 99% chance of winning in 2016. Those fake polling numbers held the door wide open for the illegitimate, illegitimate president stories that we heard for, well, what we've heard ever since then. Now, you'd have to be a complete moron to think that any poll in the U.S. would ever be that lopsided. Or you think you're living in 1990s Baghdad. Uh, so you could call this tactic something that happens frequently in state-run media, a precursor or foreshadowing type clue, if that's the route you'd like to take. So the real question here now is, well, what happened to their intellectual honesty or integrity? And they traded it. They traded it for the kleptocrat win. Look at it this way. The kleptocracy gave them what they came to believe they were robbed of. And they still don't care what crimes were committed to get what they deserved or wanted. They've been wooed into believing their ide ideology is truthful, compassionate, and moral. You're not supposed to point out that they, they meaning, just call them they. Don't let them break you down over the, I'm not one of them. That's nonsense. Um, that they allow their party to become the antichrist team of, uh, if they say, come with us, let us wait for blood. Let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. And other, thing, other biblical things here, cast in thy lot among us. You hear me say this a lot. Cast in your lot among us. Let's all have one purse. They, that they salivated over during the suicide by cop riots of 2020. Do the right thing if they, like I say, they claim to not really be part of that group because that's where the whole casting your lots comes in. Uh, they're quick to insist that you've mispartied them. Don't go for it. Remember, remind them, remember. It's their group, their people, their leaders who authored the 
nobody gets to sit on the sidelines thinking because your silence is violence. We suffered through that. It's their turn to eat it now. That piece of social stupidity led the, their fringe people to thinking and acting more violently in recent years. Your silence is violence and their crappy ideology. So what other things did they suffer through? Well, the hype of the Mueller hoax, the impeachment hoaxes, the we got Trump now that just kept recycling, the 54,000 ballot mules have become this century's Thus saith the Lord, hast thou killed and also taken possession. There's no other way to put it. They profited from their own criminality, and your Marcus sympathizer friend fully supports this assassination of police. Uh, and even when it's police of color, they throw that Uncle Tom card out, card out there like, you know, it's a dunk of some kind. So when they cast in their lots the child groomers, peddlers of gender dysphoria, reproductive mutilation, drug and sex traffickers with big Democrat backers. What kind of political party starts and promotes a bail fund before they do coast-to-coast riding? That bail fund with a fast track to release violent offenders. The, the kind of ho- that hopes to instill a sense of utter lawlessness over the country. They're, that's what they wanted everybody to believe. That that was it, free for all. The streets belong to them. The Democrat Party enlisted, you know, groups of various anarchists, and the fact that they were coordinated as well as they were is just kind of bizarre. Um, that's that's not natural. There was leadership behind that. Probably, you know, in the intelligence community since they really can't trust them anymore. So they enlisted those groups. um, And those individuals in those groups, they had their own appetite for violence, which, what kept that at bay? What held that back? The one thing that kept them from crossing the line until the summer of love 2020 was their fear of incarceration. The Democrats took that away. Uh, as a gesture of good faith, also from leading Democrats, there were months of steal whatever you can. You won't be arrested. And to counter the harsh optics reality behind that, of those actions, they had their young socialists, very prominent socialists with capital D's in their title. They turned to state-run media and social media to cover for those lies and that craziness with lines like, they're hungry and doing what they must to feed their children. Remember that? That was bizarre. Uh, Okay, maybe don't pay China to engineer and release a virus the next time you want to make a deal, okay? So there's that. Um, And you're probably kind of wondering at this point why the content hasn't lined up yet with the title of the episode. And let's meander on over there now. Here's another way to understand the Marxist sympathizer's pain. Imagine him or her or three sheets slash two spirits. I'm trying not to misgender anybody. Uh, Imagine that person stepping into an alley just as his or her two spirits only son 
shoots a priest in the face. Okay, your friend, true to his party, will do the party proud by backing around the corner and pretending like nothing happened because nobody can prove he was a witness to, to a murder because cell phone geolocation isn't trustworthy unless it's being used against a Republican, nor should surveillance video that supports the allegation and the geolocation data that your Marxist sympathizer friend was present at the time of that shooting. It's settled because the New York Times said so. You can't rely on any of that. So, or, or more, more accurately, a liberal weirdo said something to that effect. Uh, so the New York Times, all they had to do was print it, publish it, uh, publish a piece like that. No, so the hundred other Marxist sympathizer outlets could run with it. Now, here's a tasty tidbit. It, this, this is useful information. In case you haven't heard, you probably have and are burnt out on it. But federal courts that were against Trump uh, and the country have been using articles in court like their evidence. And they're granting these news pieces the same weighty merit as hard evidence these days. Uh, thought you should know that because your Marx sympathizer friends will stand in lines 50 deep to get a mouthful of the latest thing. I, I really didn't understand until recently the the impact of the, the latest thing. And you, when you look for it, you really see it. I don't know if that's some kind of bias, but wow, the latest thing that they will do. They'll stand it 50 deep uh, in the state-run media pig trough to get the latest thing, a big mouthful of it. Uh, and I sincerely apologize if you're eating or digesting your favorite meal right now. So... And you might be thinking, how could I be so cruel? Well, that's easy to answer because they somehow had the critical thinking center removed from the brains. Ask your friend for one piece of Russia hoax evidence. This is really important. This is my, one of my big things now. We're owed three pieces minimum of Russia hoax evidence because they went through the FISA course and everything. Uh, watch that person when you ask for that piece of Russia hoax evidence, watch them writhe in Marxist indignation pain because it's been years and they stood proudly behind the FBI and DOJ and creepy Adam Schiff for five years and nobody offered a single piece of real evidence that Trump and his people were conspiring with Russia in any way. The lame excuse, well, it's in the Mueller report, that's not evidence. That was a story that in normal times you, you know, with critical thinking and, and looking for the truth, people would expect that a story would be built around evidence, uh, which means that the biggest crime against humanity, Trump-Russia, was something they longingly wanted to believe in, but it just never happened. But that's why they love dragging their feet, because after a while, the crowd just drifts away, goes back to about their business after COVID and stuff like that, and riots. And so the next step in exercising your Marxist sympathizer friend, you don't let that person off or those people off um, it, if they can't answer the evidence question. Gently move right in. Gently remind them that because they invoked that mighty surveillance apparatus I spoke of, the FISA court, the FISC, four times, 
for the warrant and the three extensions, they truthfully owe you at least those three pieces. Now pause and sprinkle holy water on them at this time. Because the next truth to deploy is to remind them that they don't believe anything from somebody they don't like. Don't like Fox? Fine. Don't like Fox News? Okay. Don't like CNN? Forget it. Don't like this group, that group? But it's impossible for them, your Marxist sympathizer friends, to believe the official record of anyone that they've had faith in. Because they would have to pick one version of someone they worship. The on-air Marxist in federal government, or the sworn testimony of the same person in working in the federal government. Any other elected official, zero testimony offered any evidence, period. So that was what we used to go by. That was our, you know, that was our standard. Nobody offered any evidence, period, ever. Which means that the Democrats bet that their base was, had become so intellectually lazy that they wouldn't take the time to read what each lying TV Marxist said behind closed doors after being sworn in. The TV versions of those Democrats and whoever, whatever you want to call them, what you call them doesn't matter anymore. It's just they're horrible. So whatever that they said repeatedly in public fed into the Russia hoax. What they said in testimony? Oh, we never had anything. Okay, well, that's what we're supposed to be. We should be, the country should be operating on the latter, not the former. So, um, the TV version of those Democrats is much preferable to them, is, is more preferable, like, like movie stars or astronauts or really convincing me men dressed up as women wiggling their junk in your eight-year-old's face as he jams dollar bills in a g-string uh yeah that stuff's been happening so it's kind of like yeah, all right and but that's their people organizing a socio-political tire burning remind him of that this this crap is so absurd it can't be real this is the this is the smoke screen the tire burning, the throw off. So maybe we should end this with a play, uh, play by playing a game. Which version of the same person do you believe? Which version of the lying Democrat do you believe game? Sadly, uh, it's easily to prove our point with people in such important positions. All you have to do is rebroadcast some publicly available information much of it printed by the outlets that are now clearly state-run or worse. Look at things like Russia. It's such a big, big threat. Hillary Clinton's Skokovol project. Remember that? In which she coerced military uh, defense contractors into investing. You know, they had private encouragement of private investment uh, and building that Kremlin Silicon Valley clone. That, um, that arrangement gave Russians America's unstoppable missile guidance or missile tech. Public knowledge, it's out there. Now, think about the big boss then, the Obama administration, and maybe even prior administrations. They encouraged private investment in Russia and Ukraine. And I'm going to have more episodes on this later because you'll see what the United States did to drive Putin to where he hated Democrats, basically. You'll see.
So when America and allies had private investment and, and trade going on, uh, they were encouraging it in Russia and Ukraine. But once the assets over there grew ripe enough for picking, <laughs> Soros, uh, Obama restarted the everyone Russian is Hitler campaign using the Department of Justice to alienate Russian big business competitors of George Soros. DOJ did, did this using uh, detaining tactics, foreign supply chain partners and customers of wealthy Russian business owners, right? Uh, Justice would seize international travelers their passports when they landed at our airports in the U.S., offering to set them free if they agreed to sign statements attesting that they'd witnessed said Russian mogul or billionaire committing heinous crimes. So they were doing this, trying to pull away the means for Putin to, well, have an economy. Nice, huh? So this is what they were doing. And they did this repeatedly. And then they would go after the sanctioned individual. Obama issued three or four consecutive executive orders going after these people to identify and target foreign businesses because they were worth money. And the assets these people held would be the prize for our Justice Department. Soros gets business. How convenient is that? How, how, how would you like to just have of a government go in and destroy another company, country's business. And, and it, I mean, key player in an industry, in each industry. And then you just happen to be there, positioned to fill the vacuum, fill the void. The people that used to do business with these moguls, they're, they're, I'm sure they're turned off. Um, the one country that got wise to this was India. They hit the Justice Department, tried this on the wrong character, uh, and he was connected, uh, respected, and connected to the government of India. And he got a hold of his people, and uh, they shut that down kind of quick. So it's just kind of. Do you think something, I guess, overall, do you think these kinds of actions would aggravate or upset Putin? Yeah, yeah, because we helped him grow that. Think of it as like a garden. We helped him grow the garden for a quarter century. Uh, but I don't think something that, that, that want those acts, the series of detainments and pressures and things, would upset him, Putin as much as the concurrent attack that just happened, happened, at the same, it happened to occur at the same time. Hillary State Department deposed the president of Ukraine. Remember that? The, what was it, the Revolution of Dignity? Um, and they did it. And remind your, remind your Marxist sympathizer friend that there were intercepted phone calls of Victoria Newland. Yes, Victoria, that Victoria Newland, she's back in the power in the Biden cabinet. So... They really can't wriggle off of that. They just, they refuse to go find out. That's that intellectual laziness because they like the 
CNN version, the MS-13 NBC version. Now, Victoria Newland was discussing who would best uh, meet the Obama administration's criteria for leading Ukraine after they, they ran that. Uh, because this was this would go this would help Obama in his second term and and who was in charge who was the the point man in Ukraine Joe Biden hmm. who's doing all that the, Russia and Ukraine were perfect for criminality corruption grift over there by U.S. officials boy did they love it boy did they make the money you, we think. We think Hunter made money. That's got to be the tip of the iceberg. That's got to be chump change, bus fare kind of money. But my only reach in this segment is would be that I'm going to assume that the original Orange Revolution was very likely part of John Bolton's proud library of coups that he bragged about recently. Well, I'll tell you, I, you know, we overthrew governments. I mean, what a jackass. So Ukraine voted, and um, Ukrainian-American influencers, still present, still Democrat, um, in the, these Ameri Ukrainian-American influence for, were able to force a re-election uh, that global Marxist cheaters were ready for this time, kind of like the difference between 2016 and 2020. They didn't know how much cheating they'd need. They underestimated the amount of cheating they needed. America's still paying the price for voting for Trump, and they're going to punish us until they think we're beaten down. So they did this in Ukraine. Uh, they were able to able to achieve that re-election by simply using a ballot observer who claimed that there were probably a million fake ballots. So, wow, that's a strong game. The two bad Republican election observers were kicked out of Democrat strongholds and 2020 and windows were boarded up and such but that was the safest most transparent election uh, in history and there's nothing nothing to see here so like i said i'm going to try it i'm going to wrap it up here but we're going to try and see if i can get some more specifics on the justice department's weaponized overseas deployment and uh as they kind of culminate in the attack on Russia. I don't know if if our government, our federal government's plan was to grow our reach and and revenue and trade overseas by stealing it from Russia to counter China. Is that part of it? But I guess the real gist here is probably the most important thing is that um, your Marxist friends they have nobody that they actually believe in. They have a they have a television version of anybody, because there's absolutely never has been any evidence that pointed to the Russia hoax being real, or the impeachment being real. So that's the kind of thing that I, I really wish people we could counter them on a, a little bit better because it's nonsense. If you, they could only see the light for just a moment, but they just won't do the footwork. Um, I've actually held a handheld device up to show one of these people something, and they turned away like I was showing them some 
violent image. Th that is how strongly they're going to defend their their gullibility. That's how important it is to them. Part of them doesn't want to accept the fact that they're a part of that godless team. So hopefully I can get some more episodes out. It's been sparse and I apologize for that, but um, I cannot tell you how many different uh, ideas we've, I've put together here and trying to bring somebody else in the show just to kind of round it out. So let's go over what we covered today. Well, the gist here is trying to see what your our mutual enemies who, uh, it's just so bizarre that they were so close. They were our friends. What did they actually believe in? And the answer is nothing because there never was any evidence in the trifecta there, the Russia hoax, the fake impeachments. Now, there is plenty of stuff that the State Department and other our agencies have been hiding that does that indicates that Biden was involved in stuff, uh, you know, impeachable things. Um, they don't believe in anything because there's the, the split people thing. What what somebody says in public and what they actually do in a court. The courts are what used to matter but not when winning is everything, vote blue no matter who, or any of that nonsense. And then there's the whole, who actually built Russia up and then attacked Russia using bizarre, well, the surveillance apparatus that's used against us to take away our freedoms. Well, that would be the same people. It's the same kleptocracy behind all of this. And we haven't even touched on the free gifts that social media and big tech platforms gave to these same kleptocrats. On that note, uh, I'll bid you adieu. Take care, everyone. God bless. Play safe.